0: Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition, because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast, which is about when you're ready for change, but feel stuck and you're not sure what to do uh, and feel like you're uncertain about what to do next, which is also called having trouble at the border. If you've ever, ever heard that term before, um, it means you're, you're right there, You're feeling like things are about to move for you, about to be different for you. You want something to be different for you, but you're stuck and you feel like, you know, you don't know what to do next. You feel uncertain and it's a very frustrating time. Sometimes it can even be a dark night of the soul. And I wanted to talk about it today because I've talked to a few clients over this past week that um, are are feeling like this. And so I always feel that's representative of what other people are feeling. Um, I find themes that come up, you know, in the collective. So I wanted to focus on that today. So we're going to talk about three strategies in order to move forward in that space of trouble at the border, so that you can bust through that wall, which is that reference I put in my in in my book Trust Your Intuition about when that wall is right there and you feel like you just need to move past it. Um, again, we're going to talk about three strategies to to get you into that next space. So the first strategy is know your why sometimes we need to remind ourselves of why we're doing something in the first place so I would encourage you to get your journals or think about it when you're on a run um, or working out to think about what is the reason you want what you want so if it's to open a business or to start a coaching career or to um, you know buy something that's that's you know, been the object of your desire for such a long time. Whatever it is for you, start to think about or remind yourself to think about why you want that in the first place. Why do you want that business? Why do you want that car? Why do you want that house? Whatever it is, sit down and take some time of reminding yourself of why you want that in the first place, because it's really not the thing, right? It's the, it's the feeling of the thing. So meaning, um, let, let's just say a car, for example, um, if you, you want to buy a new car, the, the car in all its loveliness is really not what you're looking to obtain. It's really about the feeling of driving the car, it's the feeling of success at having saved your money to buy the car. It's the feeling of achievement that something you wanted has happened. It's manifested. It's the excitement of that, right? And it's the same thing with starting a business or having a relationship. It's, it's really not the business itself or the the relationship itself it's the feeling that comes from the fact of oh my gosh i've found my person who gets me i have started a business where i am helping people and i'm getting feedback every single day that the things that i am encourage them to do matter it's the feeling of that so sometimes we need to remind ourselves of why we want something in the first place i'm going to encourage you to again, think about it when you're working out, think about it when you're, you know, doing whatever activity, grabbing your journal and really sitting down and writing about it, but also simply reminding yourself about it daily. So you get up in the morning and you say, my why is, this is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm writing books because I want to help people. I want to share people, share with people what has helped me. You know, it's not that I think I know everything. It's that I feel like, there's been so many things that have helped me in so many dark times in my life that I am incredibly passionate about sharing that information with other people. That's my drive. That's, that's my thing every single day. When we remind ourselves of that, we align much more quickly with that vibration of making it happen. So maybe you have a vision board. If you haven't if you haven't created a vision board, definitely create one. It's awesome. You know, get a big poster board, a bulletin board and, you know, cut out sayings and phrases or images and pictures. You can make them on the computer, you can cut them out of the Sunday paper, which is a lot of fun to sit down and just find words that, you know, make you feel like you're in that vibration of what you want to achieve and then glue them or tape them all over that vision board so that every single day when you're brushing your teeth or you're getting dressed or you're making breakfast, you're looking at that vision board, you're reminding yourself of your why in a quick flash. Just look over at it and that vibration's like a magnet. So it's it's creating more of what you want to have by reminding you of what you want to have in the first place. It can be very simple things. Getting up and looking at your vision board, saying a mantra in the morning, my why is Helping people. My why is serving people. My why is I'm going to feel so good when I, you know, create that house that I want to create or design that house. Whatever that is for you, remind yourself of what that is every single day. And maybe it's not just once. Maybe it's three times daily you know, where you're stopping to just say, this is my reason. Because sometimes we forget, you know, we're going along and then we find ourselves in that stuck land of blue place and we have to, you know, sometimes isn't it like, what am I doing again? (laughs) Like, what's my, what's my reason? Like, where am I? You know, we get lost sometimes. So very quickly reminding yourself of what it is by keeping it simple, keeping it like a phrase, knowing what it is in your head, looking over at a mantra that you have taped to your closet door or your fridge just puts you, it's like that. It locks you into that alignment, almost like a hypnotic kind of a chant, you know? It reminds you of like, oh yeah, right, that's what I said I was doing. And then you can get yourself back in that vibration of what it is you said you wanted and then be able to move forward. Northern Pines Landscaping Design. In addition to cutting and maintaining your lawn... Northern Pines Landscaping plants colorful seasonal garden beds, trees, and shrubs, installs sod, plants grass, designs walkways, fire pits, patios, and retaining walls. You name it, they can do it for your yard. And if you've seen my Instagram posts and the patio I sit on every single day when the weather is good, you can see the work of Northern Pines Landscaping right on those posts. To contact them, check out their website at www.northernpineslandscaping.com. That's www.northernpineslandscaping.com. We welcome Stoughton Flower Shop as one of our other sponsors uh, this week. Stoughton Flower Shop is a full-service florist, providing not only the town of Stoughton, but surrounding areas with the best customer service and freshest arrangements. I can attest personally to their beautiful arrangements because I've sent some to friends over the past few months and received glowing reviews and pictures of cateries' creations. Stoughton Flower Shop is located at 681 Washington Street in Stoughton, Massachusetts. They are open Six days a week and also by appointment. You can call Catery, the owner and designer for over 12 years at 781-344-2632 or check them out at stoughtonflowers.com. That's S-T-O-U-G-H-T-O-N flowers.com. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 10% off. Thank you for supporting the sponsors of this podcast. All right, so the second strategy in moving forward when you are ready for change is to understand the gremlins and learn to beat them at their game. When you are ready for change, expect obstacles. Expect the chatter in your head to be more negative than usual more berating than usual, more criticizing of the plight of the world and the state of your family and your home and your life. It's going to be louder. It's going to be more obnoxious. It's going to feel like it's a waste of time to achieve the goal. You need to understand what's happening. When you want something, okay, your higher self wants it too. And it's going to support you and it's going to create all the ways that the right people and places and things are going to appear in your path to make that happen. But your higher self is graceful. It's offering a choice. It's allowing you of your own free will to make that choice. Okay, And sometimes we can't see those choices or hear that wise self or feel that intuitive right pulse because the gremlins are so freaking loud. And that's the point. They don't want you to succeed. Your lower self, your ego, what I call the gremlins, are going to be so annoying in your mind that it almost makes you rethink your plan. So you might have thoughts like, well, that's never going to happen for me anyway. It's it's not worth it. Or, you know, I always try and it just doesn't happen. And it's very, um, it'll, it'll put you in victim mode, like immediately. Once you start to understand that that is their intention, that is the intention of a negative, you know, kind of darkish energy, right? It's to hold you back. Now, sometimes this takes a while before we catch it. But eventually, once you start doing this kind of work, it can take you five minutes. And it's incredibly liberating because once you understand who's talking, you get a lot better at basically telling them to shut up. So it's kind of like if you're on the phone with someone and you're like been on for 45 minutes to an hour and the person keeps complaining and they keep talking about the same thing, but they're not willing to make the changes in their life. And like, you're their person and they keep calling and talking about the same stuff. Eventually you get to the point where you're like, I gotta go, right? I gotta hang up. Someone's at the door. Someone, someone else is calling, whatever you, you come up with excuses because you can't take it anymore. It's kind of like that. Once you start to hear those voices that say you can't do this, you can't do that, that voice in your head that's negative, um, you you start to—and you start and, and that voice can come from—the reason I hesitated, because I could probably talk an hour about where those—you know, when I say the voices, that negative chatter in your head, it can be— From your past, it can be, you know, negative voices from how you grew up. It can be just over time. It's that like running CNN commentary, right? At the bottom of your, um, like the bottom of your mental screen of just something you've thought over and over and over from wherever it comes from way back long ago that you've never bothered to question. So I'm challenging you in this second strategy this week to stand up to that voice, stand up to that negativity so that you start to understand that it doesn't belong there anymore. It may have been in your mind for so long that sometimes you just, you know, you, you just expect it to be there. So again, I'm challenging you to stand up to it, to question it so that you can learn how to get it out of there. And this can take a while. Stay with it like anything else. It's a muscle that you need to flex. But I stress again that when you do this work, it can be, it, it, it does get a lot quicker over time where you start to catch it and then you go, oh, I don't think so. I know this is a gremlin thought and I'm just going to tell it to go away because I've got work to do. I've got things to manifest. I have a life I want to live. I want to live my best life possible. Move out of my way so I can move forward. Okay, so being mindful of the negativity, understanding that it's a natural part of growth. We have growing pains. You're going to feel uncomfortable in your growth when you're getting ready for change. And the gremlins capitalize on that. They look for that portal to get in. And once you recognize it, you can squash them and then move forward. And the third strategy of being ready for change and making things happen is to stand in the power Of the choice, and I really want you to hear me on this one, because this is the one we all like blow through really fast. When we've done something good, we just go, awesome, great, on to the next thing. And I want you to to really stop in the process of these strategies so that you can really understand what I'm talking about. Not just theoretically, but really feeling it as an experience. To stand in the power of making a choice for good and feeling the victory in that. So what it looks like real time. If you're here in the Gremlins and you notice it's a Gremlin thought, <clears throat> and then you say, oh my God, I don't have to buy into that thought. I can just keep moving forward because I know my why. I know what this is. It's it's a distraction. I'm going to put it over there. I don't want those ingredients in my soup. I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm just going to just, just keep believing and keep, you know, just driving myself forward to the next thing. When you make a choice to overcome and ignore the gremlins that are in your head, slow down for a second and stop and congratulate yourself to say, wow, I just overcame a negative thought. I've lived my whole life with never doing that. And now suddenly I'm doing it. I want you to stop and really Allow that to sink in of what you just did. It's like when we eat too fast and then when we're done with this delicious meal or snack or dessert or whatever it is, and we go... How, did that even taste good? Like how, how what did that, 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 like that whole experience just blew by me because I was in fast and furious mode or I was doing too many things at once and I didn't even enjoy the food on my plate. How many times does that happen to you? I know it happens to me. So to be able to stop and say, I'm going to enjoy this delicious food makes you appreciate the meal even more. That's what I want you to do with your thoughts. When you make a choice, a decision to ignore the gremlins and choose your highest self and what your highest self wants, I want you to stop and revel in it. I want you to feel what it feels like to be powerful in that moment, enough to rise above the noise, rise above the chatter, and really feel the power that comes from being aware of the gremlin's sneaky manipulative tact you know, tactics. Stop and congratulate yourself because praise is the ultimate reward and it's the ultimate motivator. Think about it with your kids, whether you're a parent or a teacher or however you deal with children in your life. If you do think about it, if we yell at them or berate them or criticize them, they're really not apt to, they're they're not as motivated, right? And worse if we ignore it. Um, If we ignore their, their good behavior and we, don't tell them how good they are at what they do. Sometimes we just take it for granted and we just look for the negative things, right? The the greatest motivator is when you stop and tell a a child, like, I love how creative you are at that. I love how amazing you are at XYZ. You know, you're, you're so powerful with your friends when you're true to yourself or you're eating so well, you should feel so good about that. When you talk like that to kids And you, of course, you know, tell them what they're doing wrong so you can guide them. But when you really focus on the praise of what they're doing well, that motivates them to do better. So it's the same thing with yourself. When you're praising yourself at what you do right and something you just did, try not to just check the box and run to the next thing like, oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I did it. That's great. Stop and feel it. Like really, really feel it. Past you know, the level of your thoughts and down to your cells, like get it in there and, and feel what you just did so that you can do it again, because there will be a next time. Of course, we're always being tested, but once you get started like anything else over time, it gets easier. So enjoy the process. All right, questions that came up this week through email and through uh, client sessions. The first one is um, an email. When someone doesn't validate me, I feel the constant need to explain. And they wanted me to talk about that briefly. So um, validation, in my opinion, I wrote this in my book, is the most important feeling other than feeling safe, in my opinion. When we are not validated, it is the most frustrating um, difficult feeling because, especially if this happens to us as kids, we grow up always feeling the need to defend ourselves. So briefly here, because this could be a whole podcast on validation, but again, briefly for this question and answer section, I would say to you, notice when you feel the need to validate. <clears throat> Sometimes it's Usually it's particular people in our lives um, and dysfunctional relationships where we feel the need to, you know, defend ourselves all the time. The first thing to do is notice it. And when you notice it, that's when you can create change for yourself so that you start to validate yourself. Because it really isn't the other person, uh, you know, needing to validate you. It's you needing to validate yourself. So stop and say, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. And then say to yourself, I validate myself that I'm good at this or I validate myself that I don't need to hear someone else tell me I'm great or hear someone else tell me that I'm doing something wrong because I don't think I'm doing something wrong. No one else tells me I'm doing something wrong, but this person continues to tell me I'm doing something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're in that relationship with, with a certain person where you constantly feel like you're questioning yourself, stop and look for the opportunity That's being given to you to validate yourself because that person may just very well be in your life to get you to the point where you do validate yourself so that you can feel that power and then move on. Uh, Second question was when a person said they don't know what they want to do next in their life and they're not sure of what to do, um, but they feel like they need to do something, but they're really at a loss. So, Um, I would say to that is sometimes when you don't know the next move to make in your life, whether it's about, you know, leaving a job or leaving a relationship or, um, you know, it it could be anything, could be anything. I would say, ask yourself, and I'm going to take this from Oprah because it's one of my most favorite things that she says is ask yourself, what is the next right move? And I love this. Tool because sometimes that next right move isn't about your job or your relationship or like big, huge picture stuff at all. Sometimes it's just, I find it's, I need to eat. I'm hungry. I'm irritable. I need protein. I need carbs. I need to uh, call this person back. I need to let out the dog. I need to go grocery shopping. Like, I'm talking really simple, practical steps, and my reason for saying this to you is because that is what allows the unfolding. It's about keeping it so simple and getting out of your head when you're stuck and you don't know that next big move for you to make. Sometimes that can be just, so, it can be, seem so overwhelming, right? And then it paralyzes us. So it's kind of like the podcast today and talking about moving forward. So I want you to break it down in a series of steps because that's the yellow brick road. That's how we get there. Sometimes the steps, we think it has nothing to do with the big things. It's like, well, yeah, I know I have to let the dog out or I know I have to make lunch or I know I have to, but I'm talking about what's my job. But what you need to understand is that the little steps that you make throughout the day are what lead you in the direction of your life. Allow the universe to take you where you need to go. Your job is to make the next step right move for yourself. And in the doing that, in the practical living of our lives, is when life is happening. So let the universe kind of do what they need to do behind the scenes. When you let go, again, know your why, right? Know what you're doing, but then live. Keep moving forward. Ground yourself. Do the things you need to do during the day. Don't just sit on the couch and ruminate that things aren't getting done and you know you don't know how the world's going to be and how your life's going to unfold. Get up and make the next right move. Make your bed, brush your teeth, get dressed, let your dog out, go grocery shopping, talk to your kids, water your plants. Keep it simple. Just keep moving forward because that's how you get there. And then lo and behold, sometimes things just appear and there it is. There's the offer to work for somebody. There's the person you need to talk to that's going to connect you to someone else. You know, Just continue to move forward and ask yourself, what is that next right right move. And the third question that came in this week via email was how to break a bad habit. And we've talked about this before. um, And it absolutely bears repeating, uh, because, you know, habits, habits are a big discussion, um, and breaking them even more. I like to keep things extremely simple. I feel like things come down to everything comes down to two energies, light and dark, fear and love. And you're either moving forward on a path of light or you're moving toward the darkness. So when you stop and you say to yourself, whether it's food or it's drugs or it's alcohol or it's um, being a negative person, whatever your habit is that you're trying to focus on. We all have them, by the way. Everybody's got their thing. When you stop and say to yourself, am I moving on a path of light or am I moving on a path toward darkness and doing the same thing I've always done over and over again. You're going to know exactly what you need to do in that moment. Keep it very, very simple. And to give you an added tool with that, I like a mantra of I am safe. I am safe brings it down to the root of all anxiety, because if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling fearful, which is where addiction comes from, addiction really isn't the issue. Um, It is on a surface level. It's the symptom of what you're feeling, which is fear-based. So when you get to the root of it, which is you're standing in fear for whatever reason, if you check yourself, you're standing in some space of fear. If you drop that mantra, drop that mantra into your mind and say, I am safe. Even if you think it doesn't even apply to the situation, just say, I am safe. Then say it again. I am safe. Go past the I am safe. I am safe. I am safe, right? It's just a like a like a a sentence to say. And really feel it. I am safe. I am safe. Drop it down past your lips, past your shoulders, into your torso. I am safe. Into your legs. I am safe. We need to feel grounded in order to feel safe. We need to feel our legs on the ground, rooted in order to feel safe. Then when you're standing in that place, now see what choice you make in order to move forward and break that habit. And again, it's a practice, right? It's something that you need to do over and over again. But I find just saying I am safe and really saying it and feeling it allows you to get in a space of making better decisions If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can also sign up for my wellness blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.